Okay. Okay. So we do still need to come up with a name. Yeah, we do. Um, yeah. So it's supposed to be a fashion podcast, but like, how much do we really have to talk about fashion? Quite a bit. I I have a lot. Okay. Okay. Like I've been waiting. Okay. I've been saving things, Eric. Like I I imagine like what what other podcasts have there been with fashion? There's been four pins. That's the big one on the internet that no longer exists. I think. Oh, I, I have no they, idea. I don't know. I haven't really listened to other fashion podcasts. Mm-mm. But I want to make this all about us. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm. Th- this is our running joke, you guys. Um, Eric is gonna talk, and I'm just gonna laugh in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> I, I recently realized during our first uh, listen back to the audio where it was, um, I realized that Darlene isn't actually laughing at my jokes. She's just laughing at my stupid voice. No. <laughs> yeah, so this is very exciting because at work, everybody's like, Eric has a great voice for a podcast. Uh. And like, I love talking to people and doing this full, like, relaxed voice. West Coast forever. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I don't... Can, can you name one person at work where it's like, oh, Darlene loves talking to people? Julie. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. do not shut up in the morning, but um, let's uh, dive in. Yeah, yeah, let's dive in. Um, if there's a particularly good joke, that might just become the name of our podcast. Okay. Okay. Maybe episode one will be called Searching for a Name. Ah. Um, so... I, I think names are, like, the least important thing that matter. Really? Yeah. I think they're so important. I struggle. Names for, like, emails, like uh. the little, whatchamacallit, the mm. the header, I d- the, you know, the subject line, you guys. Oh, um, essay names. I'll struggle with my child's name. Uh. It, okay, but Darlene, just, like, just throw in some gibberish and you'll realize that it doesn't matter. <laughs> and, like, and, like names like the thing names are the things that you call things right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's like um if there's a if there's a guy walking down the street and they're a guy and you, you're like hey what's up guy for that one moment that's their name you can just call them that that's and it, true it works just as well as their actual name so bad segue but i think like you know there's iconic fashion names mm. like just pressed into your brain like Yves Saint Laurent and mm-hmm. I was so steamed when they wanted to change it to Saint mm-hmm. Laurent because of goddamn Hedy Slimane yeah. wanting to make it chic you know I mm. feel like a name it just resonates through time there's mm. just something about it and your point is very valid but I want to find something that is like so iconic it's never gonna have to be changed okay <laughs> so like with uh, Yves Saint Laurent, oh. I think as many people know um, that brand as YSL Mm-mm. as they do Yves Saint Laurent. Yeah. And then I think as many people knew Saint Laurent Paris as SLP Mm-mm-mm. back when that was a thing Mm-mm. too, Mm-mm. right? So like, well, while like those names are like, they resonate to people who care. Mm. That's kind of like names, right? And like, if uh, Yves Saint Laurent made his whole like um, empire creation things like that under a different name, you'd probably feel the same way about the name. Okay, <laughs> you're yeah. right. You're right. It's yeah. true. Names, it's true. Names they don't matter, but we're gonna be looking for one in this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so please help us. Uh, um, we should do introductions, right? Like okay. short. Yeah, but we should probably leave out our last names, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. We don't I don't need this to be found. Yeah. Um yeah. Okay, so I'm Eric. Um I really like fashion. I've been uh what just thinking, writing, um doing creative things with fashion for like this last some uh maybe eight or so years and it's over the last three years where I've actually gone into like design work construction of a garment um the rhythm of a fashion show like theming and branding and that sort of thing um but it's uh it's mostly the uh construction and design of garments that um makes me wake up in the morning yeah yeah yeah. eric is super talented i'm Daleen. when i'm not laughing (laughs) in a corner um i am 
super into the idea of aesthetic in many different ways. I think I'm an accidental fashion thought. Um, we're going to get into more of this a little bit later, but, mm. you know, I'm a musician on the... S I'm not, not on the side. I'm a musician. So I think a lot about fashion in terms of iconography, in terms of communication, um, and also stage presence more and more... So, yeah. yeah, I think that's a pretty good uh, jumping off point into our first segment where it's uh, I wanted to come up with, um, well, we've been friends for how long? Maybe about like four or five months now. Forever, Eric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just didn't know it. Yeah, no, I didn't know. <laughs> but um, I wanted to take turns uh -huh. um, trying to explain. So like me, Eric, taking a turn to explain you, Darlene's oh. relationship with fashion. Okay. And then we would do it the other way around okay. as well. And I think it would be fun if uh, maybe, uh, I think I'm going to go first on yeah. this one. Yeah, Okay. So, um, with fashion, I kind of feel like you as a creative, it was not something that you're like, okay, hey, I'm going to get into fashion now. It was more like, I love creativity, art and expression mostly in the form of like you wanting to be a singer but like um being kind of like magnetically attached to other people's like a uh, great um like a uh, creative output kind of thing mm -mm -mm. and i think that kind of just led you into being interested in fashion ah. yeah going from being a singer and a creative to being somebody who just naturally is interested in fashion and it probably as well you you spend some time on twitter <laughs> yeah and you know you look at things and people are like oh my goodness look at this and you're probably like i'll look at that do i like that mm, yes or no and then it developed from there because like sometimes you'll drop like you'll drop brands on me like sometimes when i'm talking to some of my uh friends about fashion they're like oh yeah like undercover mm -hmm. and i'm like yeah undercover is pretty like well-known yeah yeah this is a pretty well-known label pretty storied label but then you'll come through and you'll be like yo woo young me yes <laughs> yeah. oh i'd live for those legends yeah or like um grace wales bonner yes and i'm like oh okay we're really in here <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. yeah oh yeah and our favorite his name escapes me he made an outfit for that boy everybody is obsessed with call me by your name french american timothee chalamet ackerman ackerman Hyder ackerman yes 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 yes, yes oh. Uh, oh. uh i think i think at least in like the um what is it? The the circle of like people who really like ready to wear. Hyder mm -mm. Ackerman doesn't really get as much play as mm. I think he should. Mm -hmm. But he's in like he's in like couture councils and yes. he's been like creative directors for he he's been the creative director of Berluti yes. and his own label at the same time. Yes. Um, Stand an icon, you guys. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hyder Ackerman. Maybe it's just because like people in ready to wear circles. We just can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> a little well spare yeah. some change. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know what? Like me as being like a specifically fashion, like fashion oriented dude. Mm -mm -mm. It's it's a lot of like talking to a lot of people who don't have money, but mm. are still really into fashion. Yes. And it's like this weird fashion trickle down thing where like Rick Owens got super popular and then people sold a bunch of their Rick Owens garments. And all of a sudden you can get like a Rick Owens t-shirt for like $80. But you can't do that for Hyder Ackerman, right? <laughs> Crying, you guys. Please. Yeah. yeah. That's that's very interesting. Okay, mm. when I think of Eric's genesis into fashion, I feel like you popped out the womb hella fresh. <laughs> you were like, Mom, that onesie is just not the aesthetic. Uh, Thank you. Please find uh, another one. Uh, but I feel like because you're really intuitive, I feel like your fashion sensibilities fall into how you want to live your life. So it's like a big picture situation. I feel like you dress to please yourself. You're interested in fashion because it pleases you. And you sort of have like a rich inner life that you use to build, not just like your own personal aesthetic, but now like your design with your brand. Mm. So I'm really like, I'm really tickled by like what you wear on a daily basis. Mm. Even though I feel like you have an aesthetic, it's always, there's always something interesting. There's an interesting detail. There's an interesting combination. So I feel like your intuition, your personality, and then of course the weather. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so for eight, like eight or nine years, I didn't actually own a winter coat. What? Yeah, yeah. But being in beautiful...
beautiful British Columbia <laughs> that doesn't really matter that much. It's just like you can throw a layer. Oh, it's a little cold. Throw on another layer. Uh, it's raining. Uh, it never rains too hard here. Uh-huh. Uh, at the same time, where I never owned a, a winter coat, I didn't really own like a umbrella okay. for longer than like six months. So yeah, what? It's like um, I would I would uh, I would suffer a lot for my aesthetic. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it's only until now where I'm like, yeah, winter coat. <laughs> I guess I'm getting older. Practical things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I don't know if you've seen my winter coat, but it's I love my. Was I it the black one you wore the other yeah, day? Yeah, yeah. That was really nice and fresh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. because you guys may not have seen it. Um, yeah. It's like a puffy, almost like in the '90s when they had those puffy jackets, but scaled back, so it's like a very like smaller puffs, not so obnoxious, very like sleek silhouette. You know, it stops right at the waist, I think. Um, it comes down a little bit to the like waist. Waist in fashion is like two centimeters above your belly button, so that that would be like a real cropped. <laughs> 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 but um, no, it comes down to about my hip, which okay. is the the widest point of your ass. Okay. Yeah. So, that's it, a that's a good. Yeah, but it's got a double sided zipper. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So I can I can zip it all the way up to the top, uh-huh. and then snap it closed, and then the bottom will open up. So then, like, I can, like, run, or I have shape, or, like, I have space for my giant ass. Eric is bootylicious, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Let it be known. Oh. oh, God. But what is your actual genesis into fashion, like, um, from your perspective? Oh, no, I think I have, like, a fairly, like, standard genesis into into fashion, at least for dudes. Mm. Where it's like, oh, um, you liked just looking nice, right? Why? Mm, look good to my own eyes. It's okay. like, oh, this is like a pretty great version of Eric, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Um, and I remember back in the days, like I'm wearing like real, real, real skinny chinos oh. and button-down shirts and like that kind of stuff. And then, um, of course, streetwear comes along, and streetwear becomes a huge thing. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? This streetwear, and uh, I still have some of my garments from back in the day when I was really into um, conventional streetwear, not like the 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 nine headed hydra it's become today <laughs> but like uh yeah you know like the wide pants like the baggy t-shirts the the caps and the jackets and, the, and like the the work jackets and stuff like that mm-hmm. and then um then I, I grew the fuck up i'm like what am i doing just uh just do do for me oh i got i had a phase where i was really really into like um japanese contemporary fashion designers like the big three right yes say yoji yes ray yes and so i have pieces from all of them and those kind of serve as like if i'm feeling fancy i'll wear this if uh yeah pretty much like it's the it's the clothes that changed my form and my frame the most and it's kind of like uh it's all very delicate and it's all very like flashy but all very dark so I'll when, wear those on occasion. When are you feeling fancy? Not a lot, right, uh, actually. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I realize now that, like, especially as a designer, and, like, uh, I like to focus a lot on women's wear. I feel like there's more you can do with women's wear. Mm. There's utility that comes from the clothes everything is inspired by. Absolutely. And that utility is created for, like, a use or a day-to-day basis kind of thing. Mm. And I'm really, really in, uh, into the idea of clothes that, like, you can wear not things that it's like oh you can only wear this to a party or you can only have this in this occasion like that doesn't really sit very nicely with me mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it's kind of funny how like fashion's kind of changed from something where it was like you're going to a fine party you need a gorgeous dress and then it kind of just changed and changed and changed from like a haute couture por- focus to like a like a like a ready to wear focus yeah and like i'm i'm like a hundred percent ready to wear focus are you you'd never haute couture what does that uh, i I know I might get crucified for this, <laughs> but I I honestly think it's like like I get that there's a lot of pr- prestige behind like being like an actual house to make couture. Mm-hmm. And you make these very very gorgeous garments. Yes, you have an atelier. Yeah, yeah. But it's <laughs> like your face right now is like oh god. It's like it's so it's so 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 not for the people. It's not it's so not for people. Yeah yeah. Um, I've seen haute couture more on like porcelain like models in like showrooms and st- stuff like that than I've ever seen okature on people. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And like one of those dresses you could make like 12 different outfits with like yeah, yeah. 
yeah, it's just really wasteful. Um, the amount, like the cost per wear, it's like $10,000 for like a gorgeous gown or maybe even more. I've never even looked into it. Mm-hmm. it. It goes like way up. Yeah, it goes way, way, way up, right? Um, you could get some, uh, and you wear that like once or twice to your like fancy invite only dinner where everybody's going to remember exactly what you wore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Versus like, oh, you can make like a really cool jacket and really cool pants and really cool. Like um, that could be your like main fabric for a collection. Mm-hmm, and you mm-hmm. could like use that to yeah so i just find it wasteful okay okay and maybe it's because it's part of like uh it's part of society that doesn't appeal to me and i'm uh, not in uh in the circle of uh-huh but maybe if i was fancier you'd be like oh yeah oh yeah, yeah you know yeah. that's not to say that like some fashion designers aren't um made for couture yes like yeah. iris van happen yeah. she's ooh, ooh. Yeah. um i would i would argue like john galliano oh my god yes mr galliano um his downfall at dior made me so sad yeah this is where don't talk shit kids okay yeah we'll talk Um, we'll talk the shit for you yeah we don't have careers on the line (laughs) yet okay okay yeah. So is that kind of like different than what you thought it was? Because like in some ways, yes. Okay. Yes. Do you think there was a specific age then when you were like more awake to this idea of fashion? Mm, I think um, it's kind of like from nineteen onwards. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's very different than what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, oh. Like I was very interested in aesthetics leading up to that point, uh-huh. but I didn't have any resources, mm. so I was kind of just doing my own thing, and I was always really uh, into doing my own thing. Um, maybe like a, a lot of times when people start getting into fashion right while they start dressing like a little bit more gutsy to a certain point they'll kind of just stop and they'll kind of just like this is my baseline um, like I've seen dudes that that, that kind of turn out like this where it's like okay so I'm gonna wear black skinny jeans <laughs> and I'm gonna wear I like black leather jackets I like bomber jackets mm-hmm. I like sneakers mm-hmm. I like hats mm-hmm. And like two years ago, they had like an off-white bomber jacket, <laughs> and an off-white cap, oh God, oh God. and an off-white, um, or and some Yeezys on. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then before that, they had like a Y3 bomber and a Y3 cap and some Y3 casts on, right? <laughs> yes. So it's kind of like yeah, yeah. They get into like the new the new fashion designers and they follow fashion, uh-huh. but like but the aesthetic is it's set in stone. They kind of stop there, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. And then maybe like when they're forty, they'll have to like yeah wear like I don't know I, I don't know blue jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no more baseball caps. Yeah, I, I yeah, don't know. yeah. It's like a, a it's toque? like an off-white trilby. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, okay. We're not making fun of anyone. Uh, we, we respect all aesthetics. Yeah. Um, I would. Uh. <laughs> I I respect all aesthetics. Yeah. Eric will clown you all, um, as he should. It's the really man hard has not to. I mean, the clown nose is implied. <laughs> honk 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 yeah. twice if you yeah. love off-white. Yeah. Um, oh, 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 oh. Okay. I, I was uh. So I was thinking maybe next week uh-huh. we would do our uh, Paris fashion or uh, fashion week roundup. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, but I'm down. This week I'm not super pre- prepared. Are you super prepared? Oh, I am not super prepared, uh, you guys. So that's okay. I I was looking at um, the off white uh, show. I uh, I follow Essence on Instagram. Uh-huh, and I was uh-huh. kind of like clicking through their stories uh-huh. and. Um, yeah, there was just like their their sh- their actual show was I think the best they've ever done. I've not seen it. Uh, it's like um like it seems like Virgil Abloh's kind of taken like the 3D bag idea mm. that he took from um his uh from his time at Louis Vuitton. Mm. Uh, and he's kind of bringing it back towards Off White and like elevating Off White's runway show in that oh, kind of way. Okay. Hmm. So like really wonderful like strapped pants with like big 3D like purse pockets coming out. Shit. Yeah, yeah. It's it was pleasant surprise. Um, a lot of like uh, a lot of like laser cutting. Okay. So then they're like um, or like just cuts in general. So there was like denim where like it, it was like behind the knee there was like an oblong shape. Oh, out. what? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, um, this is interesting. Maybe maybe uh maybe this is where it all kind of blossoms. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then I was looking on Facebook, and of course I'm part of uh buy sell groups. Okay. And then it's just like oh. Off-white uh, roses hoodie on sale for six hundred dollars, and people are like, "Yo, yo, I gotta buy this." And I'm like, "Yo, it's six hundred dollars for a hoodie for a hoodie with uh, 
arrows. And, um, <laughs> See, he will clown you. Yeah, I'm not about it. I'm really, I'm <laughs> um, sorry. I'm not I about think it. you need to stimulate that economy. Yeah. Canadian dollar sucks right now. Uh. So I'm I'm about <laughs> it from very far away, very uh. far away. Um, <sighs> but my own like introduction into fashion, it's kind of weird. Mm. Like I I don't know where to begin. Okay. My whole life I've been a fashion thought, you guys. Uh. <laughs> um. I believe that I'll do a quick TLDR. I've been super into getting dressed up since I was a kid. I really remember being like excited about it. Mm. I went to school where you had to wear uniform and I think this is what like triggered me. We would have these home clothes days and then I would be like, oh my God, like I get to like really show myself. I'm not wearing these like boring ass black rubber, like, you know, like leather, not rubber. Um, But that was for me like the moment when I was like, oh my God, like getting dressed up, really strong willed eight year old. (laughs) Um, But I would say in general, I've super been I used to want to be a fashion designer because I was too shy or just like wanting to avoid music. So I was like, fashion is close to music. (laughs) So yeah, like I'm totally gonna do it. Watching Fashion Television by Jeannie Becker, shout out to like the OG, OG. I don't even know what that is. Yo, it was this show on Channel 50 before E became E when they would just play like shows by E. Mm. Um, She would show like backstage, like at Paris Fashion Week, New York Fashion Week, talking Uh. to all the designers before Instagram and for me that was a really shocking like oh my god like there's all all this like the models the designers um the magazines all the details that come into creating this world so I would pester my family and be like at 8 p.m I'm watching it (laughs) nobody is watching television and then later getting um a DVR I would record it and just like watch the episodes on repeat because living in Edmonton I didn't really see that kind of glamour Mm. I didn't really see that type of creativity Mm. um super also into buying Vogue because I was like at 12 I want to find my pa- my personal style right. um, so I was like I'm gonna buy these magazines <sighs> and like see what exists beyond Edmonton uh, right, right yeah because it's very like um, suburban mm-hmm. there's some very cool people but also a lot of people who you know think like plaid is fashion which I'm not saying it's not but like not a lot of diversity so I am um, I used to want to be a fashion designer I would like sketch these like ideas and I wanted to apply at Parsons when I was 16 um, that did not happen. <laughs> a lot of other things happened. Shout out political science. Um, but I think for me, like in high school, I was really into being dressed up. I would wear heels to school. I was like, this is like, this is what I want. Even in uni, like I, I swear to God, I only finished my education because I was like, I'm going to stunt on all these hoes. <laughs> Um, I hope none of my professors ever hear this, but yeah, I was like, school is nice and fine, but I was really high school, uni, I was there because I was like, I have a look, Mm. I'm going to floss out. Mm. And now I think I've really calmed down. I think currently I think I'm dating, like I'm dressing like your skater boyfriend. (laughs) Um, My wires got crossed, so I said dating. I'm dressing like your skater boyfriend, t-shirts, jeans, lots of sweatshirts, got some baseball caps. Um, I'm just like paring everything down. Right. Right, right. Yeah. Do you feel like you're you're on your way to your next like fashion transformation or are you on or you just focusing on different things and your brain power is kind of being like sucked away from this fashion portion and maybe put more into a hey, let's make some music portions? That's um, two answers. Yes. Hey, let's make some music. I think right now I'm kind of saving all my like aesthetics for when I like step performing. Mm. But I also really admire lots of fashion editors like uh, Rachel Wang, Christina Centenera. I admire how they have this like uniform. Um, I've been very obsessed with this idea since I was prepubescent. Who is the woman I want to become? Mm. And I think the woman I want to become is like consistent. Right. Not so worried uh, because in the past when I was like I'm gonna floss on all these hoes and <laughs> none of them were hoes um, I think I was just too interested in this dialogue I had with the world I think right now I'm trying to have a dialogue with myself uh, okay. yes yes okay um, speaking on uh, maybe my maybe my perspective on on the whole like uniform mm. as a fashion statement sort mm. of thing 
is like these are some people who have done like enough uh meditation enough time with themselves to understand exactly what they need mm. so like uh things so like a, a painter might have a very specific uh uniform because they need to be able to do such and such thing at a given given moment mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and depending on what your needs are is how specific your uniform becomes yes and uh that that might lead to like your outfit literally being the same uh-huh. or like it might lead to your outfit being essentially just different versions of itself uh-huh right uh-huh yeah but i i definitely i think right now i really like uh glorify the idea of having uh a uniform okay because it means like you've gone through everything you've already tried it all <laughs> this this is your peak even if it means like wearing like a large cage crinoline skirt <laughs> and like tank tops yes. with like the nipples cut out. <laughs> Ray Regina George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But yeah, like yeah, it could be yeah. goofy. It uh-huh. could be like, "Oh, yeah, I just wear black jumpsuits." And yeah. you're like, "Okay, yeah, that's cool." And they're like, "Yeah, I work as like a car mechanic." Mm-hmm. And this is like this is what I do. This is what I wear. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Yeah, you know what? That's it. That's perfect." Like my perspective in, in this case is like whatever really 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 works for the people mm-hmm. that's that's their aesthetic mm-hmm. i can't i can't necessarily say that like that's good fashion yeah but yeah. like if the person wears it and it looks like it's part of them and it looks like they feel 100 comfortable in that yes that's a good outfit for them yes and comfort is like the biggest thing uh. not just like physical comfort because I have suffered for fashion you guys. <laughs> I I have worn things where I'm like my god like did I like ham my body? Yeah. Um but it looked good. Um but I also think the idea of comfort um not trying to I took one at history class. Okay. So uh, signifiers, uh-huh. you know, like what is signified, what is the signifier you guys? Okay. Um, <laughs> I I really do think about that a lot in terms of like right now I'm not trying so hard to signify something. Um I'm not and that maybe this is because like dressing as a woman it's so much about like if I dress for a party I want to look attractive. If I dress for there's this idea of always wanting to be attractive in different mm-hmm. ways mm-hmm. and I think I'm just so like on one hand done with it. Yeah. When I was 19 I was like I hate I hate being looked at by men. Mm. I hate this idea of the up and down and oh, does he think I'm hot? So that's when I started getting into menswear. That's yeah. when Wu Young Mi came into my life. Mm. Um fashion magazine in the Philippines called Preview, they had this one issue in 2014, best dress list and it was sort of like fashion tribes and one of the fashion tribes were like the CDG wearing women, um all black and just talking about masculinity. and i think like that also like for women's fashion comfort as disappearing from femininity mm-hmm. yeah yeah and like you've definitely seen that over the past few years where like women's clothes or clothes traditionally made for women have become more formless more shapeless mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and a lot of in in a lot of ways uh, a lot more masculine yes while like men's clothes like there's there is a little bit where like um things were becoming like a lot more form fitting a lot more tight a lot more revealing yes yeah yes yeah yeah that those suits that prada used to do the uh-huh. very skinny oh was it fendi kalagafeld being into these really really <laughs> skinny like have you eaten type of models and yeah yeah <laughs> suits being very uh, narrow mm. Yeah. I think I remember that Karl Lagerfeld lost a lot of weight. Yes. So he could fit into clothes that Idi Sliman was yes. making. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Goodness gracious. I don't like that rock star look. I'm just going to put it on. <laughs> okay, cuz it's kind of like, okay. So okay. I was just talking about how like dudes and ladies and every everybody who's wearing clothes that looks like it fits them and it's working exactly for them. Oh. I think that's so much better. then these people who are um and you can tell like they're they're very much like uncomfortable in the clothing that they're wearing. Yes. Like this isn't them. Yes. This wasn't their decision. This w- wasn't their choice. Mm-hmm. Um they don't understand what they're doing. Mm, mm. They haven't put in the thought to try and understand what they're doing. Yes. And it's just very messy. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Do better, people. Okay. <laughs> I believe in you. Yeah, yeah. S- so. Kind of like the um, you know, ha- have you ever ran into the person online who's um not black, but when they use emojis, they're black. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. You're like. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you're you were sold something. Yeah. And you feel like this is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? It's just not. No, no, it's not it, right? Uh-huh. So like, every, um, I was working with an old coworker of mine on a photo shoot. Oh. And the way that all of his friends dressed, it was how much designer garments could you put on your body, mm. right? Shmoney. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I get where they get this aesthetic from. Yes. Right? Like, you'll see, like, rappers dressed like this, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. But, like, these rappers have this air around them yeah. where it's like it's part of their aesthetic it is right it is it's like they they're trying to show that they have so uh, like such an absurd amount of money yeah that they can just do this yeah yeah and, and like I, I see where it comes from yeah right? like it's ostensibly coming from nothing uh-huh. and then like quick money I, and then you just fall into i would also thing. say like I was thinking about this podcast. You guys, I've been like sitting in the <laughs> corner, like one eye twitching. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was just thinking also like being black. Uh-huh. Sometimes like I, I like to think I'm a low key person. I'm a low key snob. And I think like sometimes with being black discussions I have with my other black friends watching rappers and such. It's this idea that like I'm never going to get respect oh you i mean hopefully one day (laughs) freedom please this idea that you never know when you could encounter disrespect Mm. so you have to slap people in the face with your like flyness Mm. yeah just to add on to the rapper yeah yeah absolutely yeah so i've been listening a lot to that ariana grande album. oh god yes this one line (laughs) i put him on you guys on that on that song seven rings where she's like uh got enough money to pay me respect yes yeah yes yes and her writers are black yeah and i'm i think it's really um in some ways like i'm like sometimes when i buy things i'm also like yeah look at me i can afford this it's gonna get like if you know you know and then it's gonna be more respect Mm -hmm. because i've sometimes i walk into stores and like people are like oh is she important yeah could she be yeah yeah and then you walk up and you're like where's the human maid (laughs) 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 lol respect i think fashion like eric and i were both minorities Uh. um so in a small way too for me fashion is about getting respect Mm -hmm. yeah 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 getting respect despite my race getting respect despite my gender Mm. yeah got it yeah it's kind of weird um for as long as like like fashions kind of existed there's been east asian fashion designers yes so it's like for all the for all the things that are going on in this planet there Mm -hmm. there are so many like there's so many fashion designers from all over the world from the east asian diaspora Mm -hmm. where it doesn't feel like there's necessarily like a wall for me to become a fashion designer really yeah yeah i don't i don't feel like that that's a thing that exists like universally or universal praise is given to like the most creative namely mostly japanese fashion designers Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but then there's also like really cool korean fashion designers coming out right now um really great chinese fashion designers right now yes yes for as large of a place that china is right Mm -hmm. so i i feel like it's never been a sort of thing where like being a being an asian uh dude has kind of like it's kind of kept me out of okay yeah yeah i i do wonder um i know you mentioned and i don't know if i can mention this you've sort of been like pivoting your Mm. design aesthetic away yeah from like what is expected of an asian fashion designer so i do wonder like do you feel like there's an orientalism that plays into how much acclaim Asian designers have. Because I feel like, I don't know what I was watching, but they were like, oh, from the East. You know, it's 2019. I'm kind of shocked that someone would say from the East. (laughs) Like, did you go exploring? You know what? You go far Um, enough East and you'll poke yourself in the back. (laughs) Oh, God. But do you feel... No, no, no. It's kind of like, it's like an old, like, these are like, this is like the old guard, Mm, right? mm if I keep on trying to design, like, say, Yoji Yamamoto, mm. 
Yoji Yamamoto has two kids. Both of them are fashion designers, and both of them dress very much or design very much like him.、Mm. So it's like, yeah, how am I supposed to be a better Yoji Yamamoto than Yoji Yamamoto's kids? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Or like, how am I supposed to be a better Rei Kawakubo when like Junior Watanabe exists? Yes. Um, Kenny Nomiya exists. Oh my gosh. Ch- Uh, Chitose, Chitose Abe. Abe. Yeah, like when literally people who have like worked underneath Rei Kawakubo,、mm-hmm. like how am I supposed to do that better, right? That is that is a question. Yeah, and I don't.、Uh, sorry. No,、uh, it's okay. I don't really know what led to like what specific things led to like this this sort of like、uh, growth of an aesthetic in that one era of、uh, Japanese contemporary design. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So if I don't understand it,、oh. like I'm gonna be doing a disservice to it if I just create like it. Okay.、Right? Okay. That's that's、yeah. that's fair. I love.、Um, I was obsessed back when I thought I wanted to be a fashion <laughs> designer. I was obsessed with Yoji's idea of、um, one first reacting to World War Two and the. Austerity、yeah. of that, and second, this idea of weaponizing aesthetics for women. I also love this idea of fashion as a weapon.、Mm. Um, but I have got some questions for you, Mister. Wait, 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 wait. Can we? Can you go into more like fashion as a weapon? Because I feel、oh. like some people would be like, Oh, oh yeah, you know, like <laughs> y- the heels are sharp. <laughs> you stab them, you、yeah. know, one two, one two.、Uh, whack them with your bag. I really do feel that. He has this great quote where he talks about how he wanted to hide the woman's body from a man or give her like something that she felt really powerful in, and from that I was thinking like. Okay, I want to personally hide from men, but it's also a weapon.、Mm. It's very easy to use your what is expected. I don't know how to describe it in like a linear manner. So pardon me if this is circular explanation. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be like, what? But I do feel that it's very easy now that I've become more comfortable in myself to know when I'm weaponizing my body. I think for me personally, that's when I'm showing a little bit more skin. Also, depending on the context of the environment, and maybe that's also why I think having a uniform is so powerful and can be a weapon. It's your aesthetic. It's really standing. In one spot and saying like this is me. You're claiming something for yourself. You're not subject to the whims of designers. Because as much as fashion can be great for women, a lot of these big conglomerates are owned by men. You're not subject to the fact that I don't know. Like five years ago, people were into high-low hems and like really sheer fabric. Like you just do not give a fuck. You're you're saying this is me. This is mine. I also think fashion as a weapon in taking ownership of like your individuality. Even though we're all individuals,、yeah. ha 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 ha. So I I do think like you know small things to signify. I don't know if that answered your question. <laughs> <laughs> this will be a this will be a work in progress answer. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Look forward to next week's explanation. Yeah. <laughs> Take notes, kids. <laughs> Do you do do you think of fashion as a weapon, or I guess like also coming back to being a black woman, I also do think like when I go somewhere, like when I go to the airport,、mm-hmm. I dress a certain way because I know I'm gonna get randomly selected. Yeah. Um. So I want people to kind of feel ashamed. Yeah. Even when I'm going into like retail establishments, I want. To dress in such a way that signifies like I'm not brought down by、mm. whatever is happening with you. Like I don't care about your like. Oh my god, black women, especially in a city like this.、Yeah. Um. So I I want to give people this sense of shame. Like how、right. dare you? Yeah. So I think weapon in that way as well. That's that's really interesting. <laughs> that's super. Because I've never had to dress in a ah、uh, maybe maybe I've done it in kind of like an opposite way.、Mm-hmm. Where like I've been wearing a lot of like Uniqlo like like undershirt tank tops、Mm-mm-mm. as literally the thing that's on the top of my body,、mm. and I'm going for something more like grimy, something a little bit more like in your face,、mm-hmm. something a little bit more like I'm a I'm an Asian dude, but this is how I dress,、uh, right? Ah,、uh, yeah, subverting expectations in yeah, some way. Yeah, absolutely, right. So I I guess I've weaponized in, in like a. In an opposite way than that,、Mm-mm-mm. but I don't think I'm weaponizing by 
intention. Okay. Because, like, I, I think, like, you've seen me in, like, so many different contexts, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I pretty much wear the exact same He's thing. He's always very chic, you guys. I, I only wear... Chic. I, I wear the same stuff every single day. Like, it's sickening. Thanks. You should, like, I'm just like, how, how? Yeah. It's because I'm the, I'm the frame... And I've had enough money to uh, participate in fashion and the zeitgeist, and that's about it. Yeah, okay, well, I, s- yeah. I think it's sickening. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, like, on a day-to-day basis, I literally wear the same clothes. Uh, in my at, at work, I wear whatever, like, is normal for me. When I go out at night, it's mm-hmm. the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't change it at all, mm-hmm. right? So, you know. Yeah. You're very, like, rooted yeah. Yeah. In, in a case where it's like, oh, I have to go to a wedding or something, mm. which I haven't had to go to a wedding in a long time. Someone get married, please. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, I guess, I'll, I guess I'll wear a suit. Yeah. But okay. I still have my high school suit. Oh. It still fits me. <laughs> oh God, no, Mr. Han, yeah. please. <laughs> it's, it's like a gorgeous it? gray pinstripe three piece. Mm. Yeah. I love suiting. Uh, I've worn suits to all my graduations. Really? Yes, I have. That's awesome. Yeah. Dresses, no. I, oh, I, oh, suits. <laughs> so I love that you have a good suit, like, uh, on deck. Uh, You're ready to go. Yeah. It's a little bit out of date, honestly. That's okay. But, like, I don't really care too much about suits. Uh-uh. Maybe I, one day. I, I have suit jackets sitting dormant in mm. my closet right now. I love... And men, you guys, ha- you have these pockets that yeah, we don't get. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? You can actually put shit places. I really enjoy, like, the way it builds shape or highlights shape. Mm. There's just something so minimalistic about a suit. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it, but I love that it's just, it's there. You you look at a suit, you understand exactly what it is when you look yes, at it. Yes, yes. There's like, there's like a power in it it's also like an example of like you can't be a physical laborer mm. if you're wearing a mm. suit mm. think about if you have your suit all buttoned up yes you can't lift your arm exactly right yes so i was talking about this when i was going to school for fashion design like the the utility of garments yes and for a suit it's literally to show that you don't need to do physical labor anymore, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right you've made it you've made it Right. Um, and like a little styling thing for suits, like what I really, really like for suits on women. It's like a lot of the times I see people trying to feminize mm. the suit. Make it sexy. Yeah. You just just go like as like austere, as like as heavy, as intense as possible. And I promise that's that's the best way to wear the suit. Like you're wearing like like wear a big, big, stiff like collar mm. uh, all the way up to the top of your neck. Mm-hmm. Wear, wear a tie if you want to. But. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about no, ties. No, 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 you get choked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, wear a really, really interesting color. No frills. Like neatly pressed one color. That kind of thing. Like pocket square matches. Like that. Like yeah. just real. Yeah, into pocket squares. Ah, uh, I've never owned one. <laughs> okay. But like, I'm just imagining an a- aesthetic in my like mind. Like Just a suit without shoulder pads uh-huh. is not a suit. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah, like no, <laughs> no, 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 no. For the love of God, tell it your gives, tailor. It gives like such such power to the shoulders, yes. right? And it like yes. it makes it into like like a. It's very much like a power move, mm-hmm. right? It is. It is. It's like all of a sudden, like I can do less, but all of a sudden I'm more powerful. Yes. And look at how square my shoulders are. And yes. Look at how stiff my collar is. Yes. And look at how like stiff and powerful I am. Yes. Yeah. And you have pockets, goddammit. You've got pockets for your hands, you got yeah. pockets in the side. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love a pocket. Yeah, no, that is that is very true. Shout out to suiting. Fine women's clothing, like fine, fine women's clothing. Yes. Right? Fine ready to wear. Mm-hmm. That has pockets, right? No, it does not miss no? that. No. No. It very rarely, like maybe if it's like trendy. But, like, I can't imagine, like, a a Burberry trench coat. I mean, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, women's... I buy men's jackets, Mm. and the women's jackets I have tried on, they do not... They have those fake pockets. Oh. (laughs) Even the fancy ones. Even the fancy ones. That's garbage. Yeah. So, I have many questions for you, but right off the top of my head, what is one... Well, two questions. One fashion item that haunts you, that you have not gotten your hands on, that keeps you up at night? I think there are a f- um So there was this one shirt that that brand Supreme put out. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And it was blue denim Chinese shirt. Okay. And it was gorgeous. It was super wearable. Mm. Just really really nice. Mm. 
um, if I remember, like the the yoke was on the front, and oh. then the 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 frog closures were underneath, like the the yoke, and they attached to the center front that way, right? Uh huh. I really, really, I I quite like them, and um, I don't know. Every time I look for them, I can't find them, mm, and mm. every time I do find them, they're like uh, exorbitantly expensive. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, the and one that got away. Yeah, and like I remember trying to buy it, and it was like. I was maybe in like I was like nineteen or I was in high school at mm-hmm. the time, and I was like, uh, it, it just wasn't doable. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I I imagine that that could be something that I still wear around now. Mm. Like uh, I think Supreme gets a lot of like guff for like its clothes with their brand name on it, uh-huh. but I I still think they make like really mature clothes for dudes a lot of the times. Um, it's okay. Just There's, just one for this week. Yeah, yeah. We can yeah. have them for every episode, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm super excited for the um, Sasquatch Fabrics uh, Autumn Winter 2020. Yeah. Uh, they're like, if if you don't know about the brand Sasquatch Fabrics, and I wear Sasquatch Fabrics to work all the time, like that blue jacket with the white lines, the the pants with the cranes all over them, Mm-mm-mm-mm. that big olive overshirt that I have. Like Sasquatch, I, please send yeah. send items. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't have to. You <laughs> no, you just, should. <laughs> you can just like be like, "Hey, Eric, we know you exist," and I'll be like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> oh shit! I just hit the mic. Um, <laughs> But they're they're autumn winter twenty twenty. It's very much like uh, Western clothing mm-hmm. taken with like an Asian perspective to it, mm-hmm. and that's really like quite a way that I love to design. Mm-hmm. But like the way that they do it, it's so it's so like the the East Asian aesthetic is very very strong. Mm-hmm. It's very very powerful. It's very very apparent. Uh-huh. And there's this like they they made like beautiful puffer coats with like Asian uh, East Asian sort of inspired collars and. Oh. So I'm I'm really you excited for that I, uh, for the entire collection. Okay. And I'm like, how how do I earn like a like a quick, exorbitant? Like, like I'm thinking like I'm like if I want to buy everything, I uh-huh. need like eight thousand uh-huh. dollars. Uh-huh. How much do kidneys go on the? Yo, if you're rich and just looking to spend money, <laughs> spend it on Eric, okay? Uh, uh, um, if you spend a bunch of money on me, I'll probably just reinvest into my fashion stuff. It's kind of things that I really really want, but I know I shouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I feel you on that. Yeah. Um. So we're like we're we're in a question segment. Right yeah, now. we're in a question segment. Our time is gonna run out, so okay, we're okay. just gonna hit you. Okay. Um, yeah. How many questions do you have? I have, like, you know, we can we can honestly save some of these. Cause I got two for you. Okay. Okay. Hit me. Okay. okay. <laughs> I. So, I didn't actually ask these questions. Okay. Um, the first question comes from uh, Melissa. Oh, shout out Melissa. Yeah, shout out <laughs> Melissa, our good friend. We work with her. Yeah, but you're a gem. Yeah, she's excellent. Um, the question she asked was, what kind of story do you hope to tell uh, oh, with your clothes if you had un- unlimited access? Uh-huh. What haute couture pieces oh, oh. would you pick to illustrate the narrative you want to portray? Um, so even though she said haute couture, it could be like haute couture or uh, ready to wear or anything like that. This is thrilling. These are these uh, are questions. Goodness uh, me. Um, I'll go with the first question. But do you mind repeating it again? Just so I make sure like I really want to get the meat of it. Mm. So what kind of story do you hope your clothes tell about you if you had unlimited access? If I had unlimited access and I, I'm going to mention first that I do enjoy disproportion. I like lipstick with no foundation. I like a full face done with the most casual wear. I'm all about imbalance. Mm. Um, so I would hope that I can tell the story of having really lived a life, having happened to things. I want to more often than not look like myself. So I think I just want to tell a story of like, I'm here, I'm comfortable, I'm okay, I'm not really, like, I'm not trying to be your friend, I'm not trying to, like, Mm. dip it and do it, I'm not trying to say, notice me, please, Mm. I'm just really, like, grounded in myself, and again, I'm going to go back to those two editors I mentioned before, Christine Centenera and Rachel Wang, I really love them, because, like, even though I know Christine's and Rachel's outfits probably cost thousands of dollars, (laughs) 
there's also this contrast of like their faces like you can see the tiredness like i can really see that they're putting their hat and their soul into things mm. um mixing and matching and so i think for me that's what i really embrace especially now that i'm getting older and i don't look fresh mm. like a baby anymore mm. just this idea of like i'm really striving yeah there's like a luxury but there's also like head work at right. the core of it yeah absolutely so if i had like unlimited <laughs> monies <laughs> and i was trying to like really like floss out on myself right i really do feel that more than a brand i would just get a tailor i don't mm. think we talk about tailors enough mm. i don't think tailors are given enough credit especially in this day and age um maybe people go just to have like a hem fixed or blah 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 but a tailor can really fucking change your mind about yourself and your body mm. um i think not having a straight size body i'm very conscious of how like nobody really cuts for a body that's not straight right. maybe they make things bigger but the cut just doesn't do the things for doesn't it doesn't translate it right. doesn't and then you're like oh there's something missing so i would get a really really good ass tailor mm. and i would have him do up like the most exquisite trousers in velvets in corduroys mm. in wools i would have the most exquisitely cut jackets not just suit jackets just something that really it 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 fits me nobody else can have it right <laughs> i think that's really my caveat nobody else can have it okay um it's not just exclusive but it's it's one of a kind and you shouldn't want to have it because it's one of a kind. Right. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. I have one more question okay. for you. <laughs> okay. Uh this one comes from the wave father himself. Oh my god, the Eugene. wave father. Oh my yeah. god. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So Shit. So one question from uh wave father uh-huh. aka Eugene. Uh-huh. When did you make the jump from mimicking what was in the mainstream world of fashion to experience it or experimenting? Uh-huh. with your own take on things. Shit, you guys are so good at questions. <laughs> what the hell? I think that when I made the jump is when I started to accept one my body and two my material limitations. I do not have unlimited funds right now. <laughs> <laughs> guys, I think like before I would get such joy from like saving up for something or going, is this going to go on sale and come down to a place where I can comfortably like afford it and I'm not going to eat like a ramen <laughs> for a month. So I think like realizing like no, I don't have to practice these austerity measures within my own life mm-hmm. to have something sumptuous. And then I also think like accepting like hey like this is my body that's what really made me go oh my god like i don't give a fuck about like i don't know like a bandage dress or like mm. whatever trend is happening and really made me go like what what makes me like what tickles my gray matter right. and i found like it's t-shirts like really well made cheeky t-shirts <laughs> like for real like yeah i have this t-shirt by this brand named chapter shout out anonymous um and it has holes in it it's so soft i wear it all the time right, right. yeah i'm sure you've seen it i i is it the uh, it's, orange it's one? black oh um was it the one that you wore out to uh the the photography show that we yes yes for me and that's why i wore it to the photography show because for me if there's one piece of clothing that is me Mm. or maybe two it would be that the second would be that orange shirt by mr completely right um i really feel most comfortable okay i always yeah, I think like coming into my body, coming into like it's okay to not be like super rich. Took me away from the mainstream, not buying magazines like Vogue anymore. Um I don't buy magazines right now, but I did transition into like ID. It's kind of whack now. Um <laughs> but please put me on your cover one day. Um, <laughs> and like all the other nepotism like Love magazine, also want to be on your cover. Uh-huh. Those kinds of things. Um and just investigating other people for their personalities. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think letting go of insecurity is the big thing. Yeah. 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 I yeah. Totally and again, like that. that T-shirt for me, mm. it's letting go of insecurity. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of funny because it's like for dudes, it's the other way around. Yeah. It's like oh, like you wear T-shirts up until you're like eighteen or nineteen. Uh-huh. Somebody's like, hey, you know, there's shirts with lots. You're like, damn. <laughs> Whoa. Can I wear that? Whoa. People think I'm trying too hard. Uh-huh. 
no, 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 It's like, and like, I, I see a problem that happens a lot with uh, younger people today mm. where there's like this huge hype beast push around everything. Yes. And like kids are going crazy for those cause t-shirts. Oh Uniqlo. my God. Yeah. <laughs> and like, they're wearing them around like, yo, this is it. Like, this is the thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Yo, do you know who Cause is? Yeah, like, um, you know, fashion can be more than like a T-shirt tucked into your pants. Yes, with like uh, an overshirt on top or a jacket on top. Or, yes, like it can be more than that for dudes. Yes, and like maybe the reason why men's fashion isn't so experimental mm. as uh, women's fashion is because guys aren't experimental enough with. The way that they decide to dress themselves. Mm. We're gonna we're gonna get into this later, but okay. I I too have questions for you from our good friend Melissa, who really? is excellent. I do, Damn. I do. So, Mr. Han, she double crossed both of us. <laughs> <laughs> she wants us to flourish. So this is more so about your fashion design. But okay. where do you feel like your work is now? What do you feel it expresses as a vision? And what do you hope it will express or blossom into 10 years from now? That's a big, tough question. I feel like we have gone into a little bit of like, where do you feel your work is right now? Mm. As far as like switching your aesthetic and not trying to design like, for example, Yamamoto or those people. Yeah. Um, so perhaps like, what do you feel your work expresses as a vision? I think, I think it's yet to be known quite yet Uh. right now designing clothes is a lot easier than making clothes in terms of like once you learn how to design clothing then you can just design clothing Mm. to sew and cut and draft every little bit and go through iterations is much much more difficult finding the fabrics and everything so for maybe every 100 ideas or 1000 ideas one garment gets made so while everybody in the world, like what, what gets portrayed is what I make and what I get, what, what is portrayed is kind of like, I don't get to decide what my work means. It's clothing. Mm. What gets decided is by the people who interact with my clothing. Mm-hmm. And I ha- I must have, I'm, I'm most likely have like a totally different opinion of what I'm doing mm. with my 1000 garments before I make one. Mm than people have of looking at one garment mm. and being like, this is, this is whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is very, like, austere, or this is very playful, or mm-hmm. this is very, like, this is kind of like a riddle, or this is kind of like a this, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So right now, I'm going to go as far as to say it doesn't portray much, not until I can actually get my next collection going and get get off the floor with it. Mm-hmm. Possibility. So in 10 years, I'm hoping I'm further from the zeitgeist, but I have binoculars and I can still see them. See oh. it. Yeah, yeah. That's r- a riveting set of imagery. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know you're going to get that. And I'm wearing a cape. LOL. <laughs> 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 Makes me think of Drake. <laughs> Drake. I used to save hoes with a mask and a cape. <laughs> now I'm like, no, I'm good. Love, go away. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to close out by asking, did you want to do one piece of media, one mm. book, or just something that okay. you've been... Yeah, I, I've been stuck on... Yeah. So I guess my main, my main uh, sort of like... Uh, media in intake is uh, music mm. and I've been listening to a few projects um, uh, are we doing like in the last week bi-weekly what I'm, I'm gonna do last week okay yeah. yes I just I, I tend to listen to like a lot of music mm. so this this week I've been listening to Ariana Grande's thank you next yes which I like I've heard is her best album mm. um, I don't like it all the way through mm. There's some tracks that kind of like they're just not nearly as grandiose as the entire like like the big singles off that thing. Mm. But like otherwise, I I think it's like a pretty good album. Um, I've been listening to the Charlie XCX album, Charlie. Mm. Mm. I like it, but I totally understand that this is her first major album release in like a very long time. Yes, and she's still considered as a pop artist. Yes. But I find her previous mixtapes and EPs to be so much more riveting Mm -hmm. and experimental Mm -hmm. than her big album. Okay. Right? Okay. And I think something that's like, you're allowed to make an experimental album as a huge star. Mm. Frank Ocean did it with Blonde. Mm -hmm. 
um, say what you want about Kanye West's The Life of Pablo. Yeah. But that was like a big, big, crazy, exciting mess. Yes. Right? It yes. wasn't like it wasn't like Drake's Scorpion, where it was very much like predictable. Yeah. And still disappointing in his predictable uh, predictability. Yeah. Yeah. But it was it was good. Mm. It was sort of futuristic. It's just like futuristic pop Mm-mm-mm. in a very like synthetic way. They uh, Charlie worked with like uh, a lot of the producers from. PC music, mm-hmm. so like Sophie, AJ Cook, mm-hmm. um, probably like Hannah Diamond, and uh, I haven't gone through the whole like list. Mm-mm. And uh, Kirk by the uh, baby, the <laughs> baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, have you noticed that uh, on his new tracks, there's no no more girlfriend tags? Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. no like that. No. I heard he's married now. Oh. Yeah. Okay, okay. He, he put a ring on that. Okay. Allegedly, allegedly. I okay. don't know. It's uh he signed to QC. Mm-mm-mm. The first song intro is fantastic. Mm-mm. Goes on about like how much he misses his father, how he spent $100,000 on his father's funeral, but he doesn't didn't have like the money to do that. Shit. And like his mother had cancer. Oh my god. And like he's he's working so hard to and like how his daughter looks just like his father kind of thing. Uh-huh. And like the song that he has with Gucci Mane, YK Osiris and uh, Chance the Rapper is pretty good, uh-huh. but it's still a QC hip hop album. Yeah, right. Yeah, they only sign rappers that use triplet flows. They only use the producers that QC likes. Uh-huh. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, yeah, this is just another QC project. And like the baby, he's like a smart dude. I wish he, I Wh- wish he could do more than like. And like when it comes to his triplet, trip or his triplet flow, it's yeah. amazing. He's, yeah, he's a great rapper. Yeah, he's a really intelligent dude. Yeah, really great storytelling. He gets like really, really in there with the nitty and gritty uh-huh. and it's like yeah this guy actually did everything that he's talking about uh-huh. but like you can do more than you can yeah like you can have like I know you're a smart dude like you can push further yeah than that yeah yeah and then I started reading Super Freakonomics and it's more Freakonomics but it's just like now I get the the whole format and it's less fun uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're like no yeah it's kind of just like watered down economics that's entertaining to mm, read mm. yeah okay shit that's shit i was like having flashbacks i'm like what have i been um <laughs> i've been heavy into just like getting into my grind oh. mode um 538 politics a podcast that christian put me onto. once i poly kid always a poly kid mm. um just a more well-rounded less new york times bbc type of biased podcast Again, still focused on North America, but I'm going to not resent that. I really think that I've been thinking a lot about vegetables. <laughs> you know, I love broccoli and spinach, but I'm like, what What else is out there? <laughs> you know, zucchini? I ate a sumo orange for the first time uh, last week. Right. And I've really been thinking about that. Um, and finally... Wait, this is your media. Yeah. Your media. <laughs> My media is veg- I've been like Googling vegetables and mm. like, you know, like what the fuck is up with that shit? Uh, but a good zucchini, <laughs> a good eggplant. I love a good eggplant. Yeah. yeah. Oh, eggplant. Like shout out to nature. And finally, Erica Pet 2 by Dom Kennedy. The outro specifically. I've been listening to it on repeat. Uh. I'll see if I can find a clip to like inset somewhere here. But there's a pet where he goes... I think about how much I'd rather be free than here, but I do not resent the calamities which have occurred or the disasters that may occur. And it's just so powerful. I just, I think a lot about being present, but I'm trying these days to be present without putting conditions on my, like, dropping into the moment. Mm. I think sometimes I resent not getting what I think I want or need, trying to let go of that. Um, So it really spoke to me when he said, I do not resent the calamities which have occurred, the past, or the disasters that may occur, the future I don't know about yet. And also talking about don't withhold the the knowledge you acquire. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Going from a place of love and not fear. And then finally, (laughs) remain steadfast with an open mind and don't stop loving love. That's, I just play that clip over and over when I get home. Yeah. I just put it on, cut to that pet, and I'm just like, yeah. So yeah, that's that's it for this week. And just on repeat. Just on repeat. Yo. Remain steadfast. I like Dom Kennedy. I like, I'm really into rappers when they're no longer in the limelight. Yeah. And then they have some time to like reflect. Yeah. 
and like you get some really really great stuff out of that you do yeah yeah solitude yeah. Yeah. So what's gonna what what are we gonna be up to next week on this podcast? Next week we're gonna come at you with fashion. Uh, big fashion. Paris Fashion Paris week. Fashion Week. Or how many fashion weeks happen? I'm so um, bad at keeping So it. New York, mm-hmm. Paris, Milan. Is there something I'm forgetting? There's all the different fashion There's weeks. four of like the four big ones. There's five big ones. I had a moment being a blogger. We're really bad at this part. <laughs> we're not but gonna talk We're about gonna that. look at all the fashion All the show. fashion weeks. Um, um maybe not all the fashion weeks. Okay, not There's all the, like we're not, not gonna yeah. look at like Azerbaijan. No. I mean I wanna look at Seoul. There's some uh, cool shit happening in Seoul. Uh, but I'll give Seoul a couple more years. Fashion shows. Maybe some great awards looks. Mm. I've got some like okay. little. You can totally introduce me to the world of awards looks. I've been saving them, like uh, Mister. Like just consider these. Uh, yeah. Uh, Britney Justin Timberlake, <laughs> full denim looks. Oh God. Oh, oh that God. Was, that was great. I was okay. Um, <laughs> we we hope you guys all have a good week. Uh, um, we still got to come up with a name for this. We podcast. We do. We do. <laughs> we should call it. We still got to come up with a name. Uh. <laughs> I'm so bad at titles. It doesn't matter. We can just make it anything. I don't know. Should we call it Exploring the Zeitgeist? Do we really know. explore the zeitgeist? We're, we're gonna. Come on. I think this is gonna be impactful. This is limited edition, you guys. Uh-huh. I, I don't... What, what What's coming to your mind? Let's just call it Growing Pains. Okay. Let's go with that. Okay. Yeah. All right. No seams, no debts. No, no. <laughs> just splits on you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um... <laughs> Okay, so if you wanted to, do do you do we uh, shout out our socials or screw it? Let's shout out our like, our our business socials. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, or you can do your personal too. Yeah. I just yeah. I feel like I'm gonna shut my personal down eventually. Okay, my Instagram that I mostly work with is at Danger Han. Um, that's just uh, I used to have like a fashion Instagram and all that kind of stuff, but I realized screw it. This is my this is like the things that I experience and want to show. Mm. So that's uh, that's that. I have a Twitter. I'll let you find it. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Some real stupid, stupid. Th- like there's nothing that's going to get me like canceled or anything. Uh-huh. Um, as if I was a big enough person to get canceled. You never know. It's just real dumb. Oh. It's real messy. It's real stupid. I used to only tweet when I was hungover. <laughs> And that was real, real goofy. But yeah, um, at Danger Han on Instagram. That's me. You can find me on Instagram as well. I am at A-K-O-Y-I, Akoi. Just spelling that out in case you're like, Akoi, what, what is that? Uh, um, you can move. also find my SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash Akoi again, A-K-O-Y-I. Uh, Have a listen, like, you know, do the things, you guys. Should we get a guest for next week? We should get a guest. You want to bring... Uh, G. Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. We'll have him look at all the um, all the different fashion shows, and then he can tell us about Kiko. Okay, <laughs> we're signing off now, you guys. All right. Have a great one, y'all. See y'all next week. Cheers.